Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Six O'Clock Six Pack with Dave Mann, News Radio 610 WTVN. So football season is rapidly approaching, as is the Fedora Ball. Join 610 WTVN at the Fedora Ball, presented by Legacy Retirement Group and Heartland Bank, as we celebrate the legacy of the late coach Earl Bruce. And that's coming up this Friday, 630 Hollywood Casino. Your chance to don your signature fedora and enjoy an evening filled with food, drink, silent, and live auctions. And you can mingle with Earl's Army, former players and coaches, and then dance or gamble in the casino to end out the celebration. And it'll be a special evening. Uh, special guest speaker Kim Campbell, wife to music legend Glenn Campbell, will tell her story of the complex challenges faced by people living with dementia. It is going to be a spectacular evening all around. All around. Proceeds go to the Earl and Jean Bruce Alzheimer's Research Fund at the Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center. You can purchase your tickets at 610WTVN.com. Coming up here in just a few minutes, we'll talk with Ron Wilson. Ron hosts In the Garden Saturday mornings, 10 to noon on 610WTVN. How is your yard looking? Is it uh, fair and okay in the uh, in the heat? Because mine's starting to, yeah, it looks like it might go dormant. There's some green patches and stuff, but I was messing around over the weekend and uh, there were some things I thought, you know what, I got to, i got a couple of issues I need to address, and Ron would probably be the go-to guy. So uh, we'll get Ron coming up here in just a few minutes at about uh, 6.11 or so. Um, the Trump administration <laughs> has sided with Led Zeppelin. This copyright dispute just won't seem to go away, and I would love to see the look on Robert Plant's face when he found out that the Trump administration was siding with Zeppelin. The Department of Justice has filed an amicus to support the previous judge's ruling saying copyrights of musical compositions prior to 1972 only protect sheet music. The brief argued that while there are similarities to the song by the group Spirit called Taurus, and a lot of people, well, some people, I should say, believe that Stairway to Heaven is a, uh, a direct ripoff of that. If you listen to them, there are some similarities, but they're not so over the top. Uh, you know, Taurus was in 1967, and I think Stairway came out in 71, if I'm not mistaken. And what they're saying is that uh, they have to be nearly identical for this to kick in. Plus, they're talking about it only being a, a sheet music thing, so I, I don't know. But... Uh, that was just one of those things that kind of threw me today to see the, uh, the, the sentence, the Trump administration sided with Led Zeppelin. That, uh, <laughs> again, Robert Plant, I'd love to get a, a comment on him from that. Um, let's say we got a custodian that earned his GED at the age of 81. He scores a job promotion. So I guess it, uh, it is never too old to uh, get your edumacation or better yourself, this uh, this uh, custodian did it at 81 years of age, 
and uh, he got his GED. We'll try to get into that story a little bit later on. The 6 o'clock six-pack. You know, I was out messing around in the yard over the weekend. I noticed I, I got some some things going on, and I thought, who better to get on the blower than to talk to Ron Wilson. He hosts In the Garden Saturday mornings, 10 to noon on 610 WTV. And it's been a while, Ron. How you been doing, man? Hey, it has been a while. Good talking to you. I'm doing great. Good. Uh, it's been a hot summer, kind of, but uh, so far, so good. Well, I kind of got behind on my lawn treatments, and uh, so what I did, you know, I don't know if this is just one of these things where it's six of one and a half dozen of the other or what, but I went out and got the big jug, the ortho weed be gone, you know, it's got the, the wand on it, and I just kind of walked the yard and, you know, spot sprayed everything that I didn't like. Is that the way to go? Are you better off using the granular treatments, or do you, do you get the... Uh, the jug that you put on the garden hose and spray the whole yard. Do you have a preference one way or another? Well, here's the way I look at it. You know, it's feed the lawn when it needs to be fed. Treat the weeds when they need to be treated. And, of course, your goal down the road is to have a lawn that's so nice and lush and thick you don't have to worry about the weeds. So, yes, spot treating the weeds is the best way to go. I don't like – I'm not a big weed and feed fan because why distribute that weed killer over the entire lawn when you really don't need it? So, yeah, to do what you did and go through and spot treat the weeds, to me, is the best thing to do. Now, if you've got a lot of weeds, um, a large patch of things you need to take care of, that hose in applicator sometimes a little bit better for you economically, and it's easier for you, too. But for the most part, what you did with that jug to go around and just spot treat as needed, to me, is the best way to go. Okay, well, it's good to know. Um, you know, and I also, I, I don't want to throw the neighbors under the bus, but I'm kind of surrounded by people that, aren't, I'll say, as meticulous, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, about their weeds <laughs> as I am. So it, it's just kind of easier, it seems like, when you can actually see them and spot them and, and spray them and then just kind of move on versus, you know. I, I if, if the neighbors aren't home, sometimes they cheat over a little bit and do a little bit of their yard as well. I was going to say, sometimes, sometimes it's beneficial. If they, if, sometimes they'll tell you to go ahead and do it to spot treat their lawn, too, to help get them <laughs> under control. But, you know, again, you know, the, the whole defense here, is getting the lawn as thick as you can. So if you've got the thickest lawn on the block, they can have all the weeds in the world that they want. But for the most part, those weeds can't compete with your thick lawn. Hmm, okay. and, and if you look, Dave, where, where things are growing, they usually come up where the lawn is thinned out. Yeah. Along the edge of the sidewalk, along the driveway, between the sidewalk and the, and the front uh, uh, street or whatever it may be. That's where the weeds pop up. So the thicker you can get the lawn, the fewer weeds you have to deal with. So that's the whole goal. Talking with Ron Wilson, just getting some lawn and garden tips, uh, just in case you don't happen to catch his show Saturday mornings, 10 to noon on 610 WTV. And okay, I got a couple of uh, river birches on an island out uh, in in the front, and they're dropping leaves like crazy. I, I take it they're probably just parched, and they. I, I, what, what do I do to stop that? Do I just get a soaker hose out there and saturate the ground? But, you know, I, have you seen this happen before? Because I'm, I'm assuming you have. Just about anybody with a river birch, once we get into late June, early July, temperatures start to heat up. If it starts to dry out, river birch, the name says it all, it likes the moisture. Not necessarily wet soils, but it likes growing along a river bank or along the side of a pond or a creek that it can get the moisture when needed. So when you get into the summertime, it likes that. If you don't get that, it gets hot and dry. Yeah. First thing it's going to do is start to shed leaves. And they'll shed leaves all summer long. And then and, and in the season, you still wind up with lots of leaves on the tree. So it doesn't really hurt it. No big deal. It's just a mess, and it's a nuisance for you. So in answer to your question, 
if you stay with it as far as watering, and you're right, really soak it well, give it an inch of rainfall about every 10 days or so, you'll minimize that leaf drop. You'll still get a little bit. Sure. Okay. But you'll, you'll minimize that. But, yeah, watering is, a, is the best thing in the world. But, again, you don't have to soak it and, you know, just keep it wet. Just give it really good moisture, close to dry, really good moisture, close to dry, and you'll see that go back. But the good thing of it is they do it every year. They still come back the next year looking great as ever. Okay. Am I the only person that's had, like, a huge outbreak of poison ivy on their property is have you heard is that a thing this year it's been a thing for the last several years as a matter of fact i've said on the show many times i can probably go to any yard any landscape and find poison ivy somewhere in it it's you know it's got so many different faces so many different leaf shapes and sizes that it can hide from you and you never notice that it's even there but every year we seem to be seeing more and more poison ivy so no it's not just you we really are seeing it more and more one thing about it, you know, stay on top of it, obviously, try to recognize it, try to keep it under control as best you can. And I'll tell you, one of the best ways to get rid of it is physical removal. You go out there after a day of a, of a good rain or whatever, and the soil's moist, you can pull it out of the ground fairly easily. Protect yourself, obviously, but get it out of the ground. If by chance you do get some on your skin and you break out into a rash, there's a product on the market called Zanfel, Z-A-N-F-E-L. It's the only product on the market that actually takes the oils out of your skin hmm. after you get the rash and dries it up. It really, it's, it's expensive, but it's well worth it. And, and where do you, is that at a, at a pharmacy, or do you have to get that at the lawn and garden store, or where, where do you no, get that? Well, you'll, you'll find it a lot of lawn and garden centers, but you'll find it like at Walgreens, okay. uh, you know, CVS, places like that. Or you can go online. They've got a great website. It's Xanfeld.com. They tell you all about poison ivy, poison oak, poison sumac. Um, it's a really cool website, but it's the only product out there that will actually do that for you. And and then let's just say it hasn't rained uh, lately. Are you okay to just kind of go in and spray it down with the garden hose first then to, to kind of replicate those conditions you're talking about? Yeah, you can soak it around. And, and all you're doing is trying to get moisture in the ground so it's easy to pull out. And it's typically a little bit more surface-rooted. So if you actually sit down, cover your, your hands and everything up and pull it out, you'll be amazed how easily it comes out and how effective that is. Now, in some cases, you might, you're not going to want to do that. A lot of folks say, there's no way I'm going to touch that stuff. Here's the thing you can do where you've got it vining up fence rows, up a tree or whatever. If you cut it off at the ground, you've automatically eliminated the food source from down below. So the vine up above is gone. That's toast now. And then treat that cut with like Roundup, clean, kills all cleanup, a non-vegetation or all selective, a non-selective vegetation killer or a broadleaf weed killer. That'll keep it from suckering back up, and chances are it won't regrow. But do keep this in mind. That vine that's on the side of that tree or on the fence or whatever can actually hold that oil for five to seven years. Oh, man. <laughs> so you still protect yourself when you go in there to pull that off of there because it's. you may think, well, that, that vine's been dead for several years. Yeah. Well, believe it or not, it still has the oil in it. So. Oh. Be cautious with that. Holy buckets. All right. Yeah. Very good to know. Um, what about uh, if I throw down grub X on my yard to, to wipe out the grubs, does that kill the earthworms too? Um, it, de- it depends on what you're using. Probably not. I mean, most of those now go, go after you know what you're going for as far as the grubs or whatever it may be. Are you using a preventer or are you going to use the grub killer? I think it's if just you- called grub X in general. I, 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 I take it that's a killer. I th- yeah, see, there's two products that you'll find out there. You'll find grub preventers that last about 90 days in the soil, and you'll find the ones that are the actual grub killers that kill within a 24, 48-hour period. 
Um, so you you got two, two different types. And as we get toward the end of the season, we wind up using the grub killers as a kind of to take care of what we didn't get during the season. But, you know, again, depending on what you use, will it kill your earthworms? If you use it as directed there, you shouldn't have any problem at all. And is that where the Japanese beetles come from? Is it those gr- those grubs that are in the yard? Yep, but here's the thing to remember. The Japanese beetles are only a part of the grubs that are there. All the beetles you see flying around, like the June beetles and the May beetles, Asian green beetles, all those beetles lay their eggs in the soil. So as you're looking in that soil and you see grubs, it could be Japanese beetles, could be northern mass chafers. There's all different species of beetles that lay their eggs in the soil. Okay. So that, that could be all of the above. But, but, but again, yeah, Japanese beetles usually gets the most of the blame. And then the, the million-dollar question, why is it that uh, where my dog pees on the boulevard, uh, the grass burns and then comes back thicker than ever? Uh, it's a lot of high nitrogen. So what it does when it comes down, salty nitrogen, it just burns it off right at the top. If it doesn't kill the uh, doesn't kill the crowns, then as that the foliage browns off in the bottom, all of a sudden it comes right back up again. Now, if you get a like a female sometimes who will squat in the same spot all the time, mm-hmm. back to back to back will actually kill the crowns as well. Okay. So they can actually kill out the grass. But otherwise, if it's a quick spot, sometimes it'll brown. Heading greens back up, but it's high nitrogen, the salts. Um, it's pretty tough on the lawn. If you go, if you go right behind them and flush it out with a with a little water, pour a little water there. Typically, it has no effect on the turf whatsoever. And I've I've heard probably urban legend, but I, I've heard like sometimes you know the males are worse or the females are worse. Is there any rhyme or reason to that, or is it all the same? Well, a lot of times the boys kind of you know mess around and they wind up spraying your your shrubs and things like that rather than the lawn. But a lot of times the female will kind of squat in the same spot that she can be bad, uh, a little bit worse. But, you know, it can it can happen either way. Your veterinarian can actually change their diet to reduce that a little bit so it's a little less um, Acidic. Uh, toxic on the, yeah, on your uh, on your turf. So check with your vet. Sometimes they can uh, change the diet, make it a little bit less uh, less worse on the, on the turf. All right, good stuff. Ron Wilson, he hosts In the Garden Saturday mornings, 10 to noon on 610 WTVN. Ron, thank you so much for your time tonight. Uh, much appreciated. Hey, hey, my pleasure. Have a good one. The 6 o'clock six-pack with Dave Mann. Well, before we got to Ron Wilson, I had kind of teased this story, so I want to go back and make good on it. Um, a custodian by the name of Herbert Perkinson works at the Woodland Middle School in East Point, Georgia. He's been there for five years. He was up for the promotion for head janitor, but the problem was he did not have a high school diploma or a GED. So the uh, school principal fellow by the name of Michael Blankenship encouraged Perkinson to earn his GD. And so this summer he knuckled down, worked toward that goal. He had his uh, daughter and grandson help him out. And Perkinson studied, prepared, worked full time, and it's paid off. He's passed his test, got his GED, and school leaders are set to offer him the head custodian position. And that's pretty cool stuff. Uh, Mr. Perkinson is 81 years old. So never too old to, uh, to stop learning or to uh, improve your lot in life. Stick your nose to the grindstone. Do what you can to make things better. And, uh, and it works. I just thought that was really kind of a, uh, a cool story. A little kick in the pants that we could all use from time to time, courtesy of Herbert Perkinson. We'll get with Allison Wyant in the newsroom and then get back with more of the Six Pack News Radio 610 WTVN.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The 6 o'clock six pack with Dave Mann. News Radio 610 WTVN. Just remember your smart speaker is only as smart as you make it. So uh, if you got one of those funky devices, uh, make sure you're set up to hear 610 WTVN anytime. You just say, Alexa, play 610 WTVN on iHeartRadio, and, uh, and you should be good to go. If you don't do that, Alexa can't figure it out. you got to work with her, and then boom, once she learns that she's there for you every time. Okay, a couple of uh, kibbles to get to, as we like to say in the business Majority of Americans skipping out on fun activities because of cost. That comes as, I don't think, uh, a shock to anybody. A new survey finds 68% of Americans have skipped some sort of recreational activity because of the cost. 42% decided not to take a vacation. That's a, that's a pretty steep number. You, you didn't get a vacation, right, Josh? I mean, you got your surgery and stuff like that. That was... Uh, Probably as good as it got for you. Uh, 32% passed on a music concert or live arts event. That happens way too often than I would like in my life. Well, it um, because we're in the radio industry, we have some opportunities that uh, fall into our laps from time to time where we get mm-hmm. opportunities to go to sporting events or concerts and things like that. Which is cool. And the thing is, is if we didn't get those, I wouldn't be. I went to a show last Thursday night. That's why I took the night off and I I wasn't going to pay for it. But I was able to get some free tickets. And even then, when uh, I I went down to Riverbend in Cincinnati to go see uh, old school metal Iron Maiden. Great show, by the way. Um, But even with the free tickets. Now, that was my first trip down to Riverbend. I, I had never been. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised to find out that the parking is free. It's pretty much wide open. Now, they do build that parking cost into your ticket, so they're they're getting you. But there again, I didn't pay for my ticket, so I came out on top there. But even then, you get inside, I mean, it's it's $10 beers. You're going to drop 100 bucks at a show if, if you and, you know, the wife go or you've got a guest or something. Between, between food and beverage, you're going to pay somewhere. And it's just how much are you going to pay? And for us, like I said, we we got, I, I don't even know how much the tickets were. I, I'm guessing the tickets that we had were probably in the 60 to $70 range. And then you throw on the uh, the surcharge and now you're talking 75 to 80 $85. So it's a, I, I get why people are just going, no, we'll stay home. I, I mean, it, I, I can't justify with two children and, you know, my son just, started kindergarten and we had to buy gym shoes and school supplies and all that. And it's like, well, sorry, buddy, too bad. Daddy needed to you know, go <laughs> rock out. It's not going to happen, you know? Well, and when you're buying those school supplies, you're not only buying them for your kid, you're buying them for some of the other kids as well. You, because you're, you're damn right. You're, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but, you, but you're helping uh, subsidize some of the uh, less fortunate. 
28% say they chose not to dine out with family and friends. Um, in some cases, uh, I just choose not to dine out with family, period. has nothing to do with cost. <laughs> but um bumps. Uh, 26% passed on a trip to the amusement park, zoo, or aquarium. There again, uh, we went to Cedar Point last year, got some comp tickets. I don't think we would have done it if we didn't get it for free. I know certain people are, are total coaster heads, and uh, for them that's money well spent, or they'll, they'll buy some sort of season pass uh, that makes it worth their while. And then even going to a professional or even, you know, in this town, a uh, collegiate sporting event, it's just expensive to, yeah. to get out and go to a, a sporting event. If you're going to try to take the family, if it's just you going and you're going with the guys or a group of friends and you only have to worry about the one ticket, that's something. But, man, to, to get a family out is, and even going to the movies, uh, 25% sacrifice going to the movies because they said it was too expensive. Now, out of all these people that, that said we're not doing these activities, the reasons they gave were, one, not enough money left after paying bills. So that's very responsible. Uh, that was 43%. 41% said saving for other things. 21% said have credit card debt to pay off. And 13% said have a student loan to pay off. So be that as it may, you know, we've got an economy that's doing pretty well. And we still have, you know, this many people, uh, 68% of Americans skipping rec activities because they say... They can't afford it. It's just too expensive. Okay. Um, what was this other one I wanted to get to? Oh, the, the woman. Did you hear about the lady who went to the hospital because she thought she had kidney stones? And it turns out she gave birth to triplets. So she was uh, in South Dakota. Um, she went to, uh, to have these kidney stones, which she thought she had. Uh, Danette Giltz delivered three healthy babies despite not knowing they were on the way or getting prenatal care. The, uh, the triplets, tell me if she's not a metalhead. One kid is Blaze, one kid is Gypsy, and one kid is Nikki, spelled like Nikki Six of Motley Crue. Each kid clocking in at about four pounds, um, and they were saying that... Uh, one of the medical professionals says, you don't ever see triplets being conceived naturally, let alone going 34 weeks without knowing. So, uh, ladies, if you could help us out, do you think you could be carrying triplets for um, 34 weeks and not know it? think that that was just simply kidney stones. <laughs> if you think so, I'd love to hear your story. 821-WTVN-800-610. WTVN. And then the uh, the underwear manufacturer, Tommy Johns, John, Tommy Johns, singular, uh, did some new some uh, some new survey. And according to their research, about 45 percent of the people surveyed uh, said they wear the same underwear at least two days in a row. And 13 percent admitted that they wore the same underwear for an entire week. <laughs> That is nasty. And, of course, men, two and a half times more likely to do the uh, consecutive day thing with their under. I, I can't, unless you literally can't afford more than a couple of pairs of underwear, which I find hard to believe. There, there's no excuse to be going uh, a week 
without changing your drawers. That sounds uh, downright nasty. Keystone Beer. Anybody enjoy a Keystone Light from time to time? They'd like to help pay your rent for a year, or I suppose your house payment, whatever whatever situation you're in. Um, The beer company is running a sweepstakes. This goes through August 29th. So we are under, uh, we got about 10 more days left of this. 13 lucky winners will get 12000 in rent money. They don't really specify if 13 people got a split 12000 or if everybody gets twelve grand apiece. Only 13 people will win rent money for a year. 150 runners up will win the Getting Old Transition Pack, which includes a Keystone Light inflatable chair, a Keystone Light shower curtain, That's going to look classy in the bathroom. A Hawaiian shirt and a candelier, a chandelier made of Keystone light cans. So uh, nothing spruces up the old trailer house quite like the uh, the Keystone uh, shower curtain and candelier. Okay, we got got a pregnant and didn't know it story. Rachel, thanks for calling the six-pack. Please elaborate. Tell us how this all went down. Hi, thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, so it was after I was pregnant with my son, but I didn't know it. I woke up one morning and I had this severe back pain that went down the right side of my <laughs> leg. And I had never herniated a disc before and I figured, well, this must be what that feels like. Mm-hmm. And so my doctor sent me to have an x-ray done. Of course, they asked me the good old question, could you be pregnant? At the time, I was 100% certain that I could not be. Uh, So I took the x-ray, and about three hours later, my doctor called me back and asked if I was sitting down and told me that uh, I was indeed pregnant. And I went for an appointment the next day, and I was actually 32 weeks pregnant. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, so I gave birth to my son um, about eight weeks later, and he'll be four in October. Well, congratulations. And uh, how how floored were you? I, I, I can't imagine just hearing that and going, you got to be kidding me. Did, did I? Did you mix my results up with somebody else? Oh, well, I mean, 100%. I was, unfortunately, <laughs> at the time, I was going through a divorce, and so that whole, I 100% did not think that I was pregnant uh, kind of creeped up again, but it kind of, uh, I guess, our last hurrah ended in the, uh, in uh, my son being born. And, yeah, I was, I honestly thought that I had some kind of tumor going up my spine. Especially when she said, are you sitting down? And she said, actually, I see another spine in there. She goes, I think this is because you're pregnant. He's pushing on your, you know, your sciatic nerve. And I was just beside myself. I I was not expecting that (laughs) at all. Um, But, yeah, here we are. I I always tell people that two-month pregnancies are the way to go because I I cut the crap. I cut seven months out of the waiting time, and I just waited eight. Eight weeks. Can, can I be so bold as to ask, have you had another child since then? I have not. Oh, okay. Because I was just I curious if, if there was the any, did you ever, you know, I was going to say, did you notice anything second time around that you go, yeah, I know what's going on here, but. You know, my I had uh, I had my daughter, and when I was pregnant with my daughter, I gained so much weight. I had all these awful pregnancy side effects, and I, when I was unknowingly pregnant with my son, I actually lost weight. I felt great. I had no swelling. I had no morning sickness. I didn't have any of the um, pregnancy side effects. So I was even more 
taken back when she said that I was pregnant because I did not feel it at all. I didn't feel any kicking. I didn't, there was, you would, could not tell that I was pregnant. And literally a week after I found out, I wow. looked like I was eight months pregnant out of nowhere. <laughs> Rachel, so I, I, people who saw me a week before and then people who saw me a week after, they were like, what is going on? What do you mean you're eight months pregnant? Hey, I got to jump, Rachel. Thank you very much, though, for calling and uh, and sharing the story. Uh, much appreciated. So I guess Rachel pretty much uh, spells it out right there. What that's like. Get back with one more segment of the Six Pack Up next. News Radio six ten WTV. The Six O'clock Six Pack with Dave Man. News Radio six ten WTVN. All right, pop quiz. Nobody likes a test on Monday, but got a question for you. Pumpkin. Is a pumpkin a fruit or a vegetable? Veggie? It is a fruit. A pumpkin is a fruit. Uh, According to this, pumpkins, as well as all other squashes, are considered fruits. Fruits are defined as the fleshy or dry-ripened ovary of a plant, enclosing the seed or seeds. This according to Encyclopedia Britannica. It's funny that the article even... uh, Quotes encyclopedia. encyclopedia Does that even exist anymore? I was going to say no, nobody. <laughs> nobody, you know, relates to a, an encyclopedia. It's all just internet. It's on the internet. As a rule, fruits have visible seeds, which means beans, tomatoes, cucumbers, peppers, olives, avocados, and pumpkins are all fruits. So there you go. Bring it up, just because uh, you know we're not too far away from pumpkin spice season. Uh, pumpkin spice, everything yeah, will be coming. Pumpkin spice beer, that that one really rubs me the wrong way. It gives me heartburn. Absolutely. Th- thank you. I'm not the only one. Thank you. Lights me up bad. Uh, cinnamon Coke is coming for the holidays. Uh, it made its debut in the UK last year. It'll be in the USA this year. Coke hasn't uh, spilled too many details about it, but they say it'll be here for the holiday season. Along with new cinnamon Coke, there's a new Sprite flavor on the way, winter spiced cranberry. I'll go ahead and pass on that right now. Although, put enough well, vodka. I was in just going to say vodka would probably uh, be the ticket on that one, wouldn't you think? Absolutely, I, enough vodka can make anything taste all right. <laughs> well, there you go. Simple as that. Oh, darn it. Can I fit this in? Authorities in Missouri say residents of Jefferson County have been finding creepy dolls posed in odd locations. The dolls have been mistaken for real children. They've been found hanging on top of signs and in people's yards, and most of them don't have heads. And they think it's just a prank. So we'll end it on that cheery note. Thank you, Josh, for producing. I'm Dave Mann. This is the Six Pack News Radio 610 WTVN. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.